Once again, 360 Radio, 360 Entertainment, 360 Mix Show right here on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. We got a special, very special, special, did I mention special interview <laughs> that we're about to have right now? We have, you know, a lot of entertainers that we've talked to from MC Shan to, 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 to Cool Mo D and the Fearless Four. And we've also talked to Scott Schwartz, the, the, the man who played Flick as a little boy who got his tongue stuck to the pole in a Christmas story. But now let's shift gears. And let's turn it all the way to New York. We're going to go back to New York on this one. Loving Hip Hop New York. We got the one and only Tara on the line. How you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, great, great. Once again, thank you for, for stopping through the 360 neighborhood, sitting down, talk with us. One of the one of the hottest names buzzing on social media as well as, you know, just not only just reality TV, but all over the entertainment uh, situation. We got Tara Wallace in the house. Such a good day to have you here. Oh, thank you so thank you for having me. Thank you for creating a platform for me. Yes, 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 yes. And since it's so cold around this nation, we're gonna heat it up right now. Um with the right very, now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. And, and and let me be honest. Um let me let me kinda whisper my wife. Like she, she knows I have cru- like Hollywood like crushes. And um when you had uh-huh. like the, the short haircut and came out on the re- uh on the reunion show. <laughs> It was reminiscent of like the old school Tony Braxton shortcuts. She, she knows I have a thing for Tony Braxton haircuts, and you came out with the shortcuts. So I got a new crush, but don't tell nobody. But anyway, <laughs> but I think you just told I just told her. <laughs> but you um, know, I, I had so much fun with that look. You know, um, I loved it, and um, I guess overall, a lot of people loved it. But you know, there were some people that were that weren't ready for it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. They a, weren't ready for that much. But just seeing that, you know, throughout the show, having the different style that you came out with that one, it was cool. It was like, you know, she's 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 doing it. She's doing it. She fit. That's a. It was a confident you know, look. That's, that's part of the fun. The fun part of doing, you know, the show and and um, you know, uh, having this lane to express yourself. You know, I mean, it just it doesn't just come through in what's happening in your life, but also how you look. You get to play with that. Right. And you don't win every time, but as long as you're happy with it, as long as you were, I have to remind myself. Like I looked at myself when I left home in the mirror and i was okay with it so if i was okay with it then we go. And that's it that's it that's right if you if you could appreciate who you are in the mirror that's all that matters um right but like we said uh we, we 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 know that you've had you you you're now in the spotlight you're in the limelight so to speak and and i want to ask you though you know being that you're a mother and you have two little boys um two great little boys how do you how do you actually you know when the camera's off how are you? And there they go. How are you able to? There they go. <laughs> how are you able to balance? You know, being a great mother that we see on, you know, and and taking your your children at heart, and and balancing being um someone who has to, you know, make appearances and 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 shoot the show at this time. How do you balance that? Is it easy or is that something that you that you kind of um you know able to do easily? You know, a, a balancing is is um. I mean, because you're a mother, there is like that instinct that you have, so it does kind of come easy. Come easily. Um, sometimes, if you have, um, you know, help. Uh, you know, I do need help. Um, I have a sitter that you know worked for me since my oldest son was four months, and he's six now. Um, so <clears throat> she she helps me out a lot. And um, but the 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 problem is when you actually have to go out of town. I'm not used to going out of town as much as I am now. Right. So you know being at work in the city and, and I can just, you know, hop in a cab or hop on a train and I'm home again. It's like now I'm in a different city and, you know, that that's kind of hard. You know, I talk to them on the phone and, and the oldest one is like, well, you, it's like you never come back. You go away and you never come back. Uh-huh. So 
you know, those little blows from him, you know, those are those are difficult. But, you know, I, I let him know and I explained to him that, you know, we have to do this because, you know, you have to eat and we, you know, children have to be taken care of. And so, you know, we talk about it. But, you know, I, I um, you know, I absolutely love being a mom. Yeah. I, I never wanted children before. I didn't have children until I was 31. And I, I absolutely love being a mom. Wow. And, um... And that's a t- I think, and I love being a mom to like these two little boys, and and so I don't take any of that for granted. I, whatever moment I can, you know, whatever moment I'm with them, I try to make sure I give them my undivided attention. Right. But sometimes results in people saying, "You never answer your phone," and I'm like, "Well, you know, when you have children, it's kind of hard, right. especially when there are moments where they just need your undivided attention, and the phone just has to wait." Right. And they'll remember that, you know, being that, you know, they're children who are growing up with parents who, you know, have have notoriety around the world, not only just the city that you're in, they have notoriety around the world. And that special attention that you're giving them, they're going to remember that and they're going to honor you all even deeply, even more deeply, you know, as they get older, because you guys did um, take a piece of yourself and, and make sure you gave them that undivided time. That's great. Um, now being that you're in New York now, uh, and like, you know, we all know that you're from Mississippi, um, describe, describe your, your journey from Mississippi to, uh, to New York. You said, uh, cause I was watching the, um, the, the breakfast club interview where you were, you know, you talked about the fact that you're from a very small town in Mississippi, you got eight brothers and things of that nature. So talk about that and, and you know, um, how you eventually ended up in New York and, you know, from transferring from that small town situation to a, this, the big New York, which is like one of the greatest cities in the world. Like talk about that. Well, I am definitely from a very, very, very small town in Mississippi and where our house is located was just kind of like a community. So, um, but I have, I've always known that I, I had to branch out from, and that I was going to branch out from that, um, move away. And, and, um, I was such a Prince fan for a long time. I was like, when I leave, when I leave Mississippi, I'm going to move to, to Minneapolis. But I would say from my, uh-huh. you know, my early teens on, I always knew that I was going to move to New York and pursue acting. Right. So that was kind of just in the plan. And it was already, I guess, you know, I had been putting that out there into the universe, so to speak. So, you know, I, I finished high school. Um, I started at Jackson State University. Um, once I started at Jackson State, my last year, um, I was just like, what am I going to do? Everyone had already decided on what graduate school they were going to, and I hadn't decided. And I just kind of, on my professor's desk, you know, there's always that one professor that's like, you know, like a parent, and you're always in their office, and, you know, always everyone's, all the kids, all the students are always hanging out there. But he would always get different, you know, envelopes of things. So um, the theater, Crossroads Theater, had sent um, some information about interning. And so uh, I called one day, and I was and I wanted to interview for that internship, and that's kind of how it started. That spring break, I flew to New York and uh, interviewed with the, with Crossroads, and um, at that was spring break. And then the end of the summer, um, I graduated, and the next day, I moved to New York. Wow! Talk about pursuing your dreams. Actually, I graduated. I turned in a paper the next day that was late. And then, I <laughs> <laughs> wow! I woke up that morning finishing that paper because he was like, "You still didn't complete that paper." So right. Stop playing. So I had to complete a paper, and then I packed, and I only packed my clothes, and and I just I left, and I uh, that crossroads was located in New Brunswick, New Jersey. At the end of that year, I uh, started applying for graduate schools, um, 
and summer stock. I did summer stock at Vassar College that year. And then the next year I started at the new school, which is uh, three years and where I got a master's. Wow. Got your MFA. Congratulations on that. You know, having a master's in fine Oh, thank arts. you. Yeah. Um, and for all the... You, you know, being in school kind of creates like a, an umbrella for you. So you're not, you know, just kind of kicked out into the world. Although New York is not... There are a lot of university colleges and universities here. Um, it's not like a college town where everything is, you know, centered around, you know, your bank account is for college students. Your first car is, uh, you know, geared to, you know, uh, a college student. You know, it's... It, so you don't have the college feel, but it's still that umbrella of school. Right. And right. Um, if there's no place else to go, the, the computer lab is open all night long. You know what I mean? So right. Exactly. It's still like a, like a safe haven in a way. Right. Right. So. Exactly. Understandable. Now, um, being that you moved from Mississippi to the East Coast, went to New Jersey, now you're in New York. Uh, is it safe to say that the um, you don't you, the majority of your family is still in Mississippi? Are you in uh, aside from um, you know, your boys, is there any other family that you may have in, on that side where you can get support as far as family is concerned? No, you know, my family, uh, I don't have any family here. My brother lived in Princeton twice for like a, a year each. Um, and, and he, I would see him often or as often as I could because he, uh, he traveled a lot, but <clears throat> he left and he didn't really like Princeton. So he, he left Princeton, uh, and moved back and moved to Atlanta. Then he moved back to Princeton and moved to Houston. So um, as of right now, I don't have any family here. Right, right. Well, the people that watch the show and, and you know, and, and as graceful as you are on the screen and things of that nature, I, th- I think that your your family around the nation is growing and family around the world to where you can feel comfortable if you have to go to this city or that city to where you can say, you know, that I do have some, you know, I may not know them personally, but I got some family around here because they treat me real nice and, you know, they keep me, you know, keep me grounded and whatnot. So that's cool. And, and nowadays, I hear from my family so much. My, I have this one aunt that she'll just FaceTime me at any given time, and she's just, I just need to see what you're doing. And I'm just like, I'm not doing anything. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah. She just has to see, you know, like, uh, you know, um, and this is very simple people. And uh, if there's any change, you know, people need, people are always concerned in any way, uh, whether, it's, whether it's good or bad. Um, they're just always concerned and want to make sure you're okay. So that's kind of how right. my family is now. Right, that's cool. And for everybody that's listening right now, we got to set the backdrop. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just jump right into, you know, start talking to certain people. Speaking and... of family, my aunt is calling me again now. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Hey, auntie. Yeah. From, from Atlanta, we we say, you know, tell her we said hey from it from the ATL, but um. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just want to make sure I got a backdrop because everybody wants to know who who Tara is and make sure we, we understand her, where she came from and everything. So we know who we're watching. And, you know, we got to jump into it right now. We got to jump all the way into the deep end. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we not even about maybe three weeks ago, we had the opportunity to, you know, we had Peter Guns on the show. We talked to him and, and anytime your name was brought up, I can say that he had the utmost respect and he was very, um, you know, he, he, nothing negative to say, of course, but, uh, I look at him and I told him that he on screen is he, he looks like such a great father. Talk about his fatherhood and, and his role in, 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 um, cause I know he, you know, picks up the kids, takes them to school and things of that nature. How involved is he on a day-to-day basis when it comes to the, to your boys? Uh, on a day-to-day basis, he was very involved uh, with our boys. Um, you know, I expect him to, to pick them up and drop them off. And, uh, you know, the oldest, pick him up for school, drop him off. Like pick him, I mean, drop him off at school and then pick him up. And then, you know, in between that is spending time with the baby. So, um, you know, he's very much so involved in, in our kids' lives. And, and, 
you know, I didn't even, it's so weird, you know, the one thing people always ask me, like, what thing did you wish that, that the show had captured? And that was, you know, when when they started filming, Peter and I were in a bad place. So they missed, you know, you know the love and, and, the, and the jokes and, and our energy together just in general. Right. Um, that was just never captured on the, the show, and you only kind of get a glimpse of that, uh, right. I guess, at the reunion. And, it, it's, and it's, um, it's funny because he actually said the same thing. I said, "Is there was there any any footage that was not um, captured that didn't get across to the people?" And that's exactly what he said as far as the move that you all had from one place to another, as far as your living situation. And he wanted to make sure everyone was comfortable. Like they they missed all of that, but they keyed right in on what the on the drama that was escalating. Right. That and that's and that was um, you know, obviously I mean you, you just can't capture everything. You only have so much time and you have so many stories to tell. So I get that. Um it's just that that was just kinda like the one thing that was not um shown and then you have people that you know that, that are tweeting and Instagramming that say, Well, you know what I mean, two kids don't don't make a man won't make a man stay with you and I'm like it's not even about any of that. It was we had a you know, it was or people say things like, well, how could you be with a man who cheated on you for 13 years or something, something ridiculous. And right. I'm just like, but that's the thing. That's why it's called cheating because someone is doing something unbeknownst to the other person. Right. You know right. what I mean? And uh, I, I wouldn't be in a relationship with someone that I felt, you know, had those tendencies uh, consistently, you know? Yeah. Um, no, so, you know, this was a, a, a big shock to me, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and then it goes back to your own like woman power to say, you know, were there signs that I missed something? Was I so busy working? Because the one thing, living in New York, having children is difficult anywhere you live. But in New York City, I feel that it's extremely difficult, you know, because, um, you know, it's, the, your living space is tighter. The rent is higher. You have to work harder. Um, you know, you need three and four jobs. And, you know, so did I miss something in all of the things that I was doing to take care of the family? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Now, in hindsight, um, when it comes to um, um, Amina and things of that nature, when it comes to Peter managing her music career, um, I, I, heard, I, I heard that you were encouraging him to manage her and, and you know do what you can to get her out there because she's an amazing songwriter. If you could turn the hands of time back, would you say, you know what, now, knowing what you know now, would you have not encouraged him as deeply to... to pursue her as an artist or or do as well i think that pursuing her and not pursuing her uh as an artist was i i can't say that even if i had not encouraged him that would have changed anything okay um when uh, when you're a woman in love and you see a man interested in what it is he does then you encourage that because you are uh, a backbone and part of the support system so um i the one thing that, you know, and it's so weird every time I say this, uh, Amina, she'll make a face, but I've watched Amina perform for, like, three years, and I remember her first her first performance, like, years ago at the, I think it was the Bitter End, this place called the Bitter End with her sister, and um, I remember having conversations like, oh, I didn't make the performance because I work at night as well, so, I, you know, I see other one house performance, but this is, like, years ago, and um, I'm friends with so many of her colleagues, you know, um, right. This place where she works is a place where we frequented for a very long time. So if this is the place where he was frequenting and, and that was just destined to happen, uh, so to speak, um, I don't think me encouraging him or not encouraging him would have stopped what has already happened. Right, right. 
So because as far as I'm concerned, there were still other things that should have prevented outside of me from that happening, and it still and it still happened. Right. Well, I guess you can't kind of. That's one of those situations where you can't dictate fate. It was going to happen eventually. It was just a matter of time, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, also, I mean, having the kids and and then, now, if I could, if I could go back and start, you know, teaching more self control and self discipline. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm a big advocate of you know, at, um, in relationships, um, you know, you always get to the thick of the relationship or the thick of love or or the hard time where the honeymoon is over and you know. And that just happens. It doesn't matter what relationship it happens. It's just going to happen. Right, right, right. You know, and you just have to be prepared to deal with it and um, dealing with it when, um, when when you have one person giving their all and then the other person finding an outlet. It's just not fair. So was there a point where you started to see that Peter, you know, his his affection towards you or anything started to diminish or it, it seemed a little different to where you started raising an eyebrow like, wait a minute, something's not right. Um, and I know you may have... You know, I, 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 I did. I can't say that I didn't feel that way, but you also have to take in mind when I was feeling that way, I was nursing a little baby. Mm. I was, uh, and our son, I was nursing full time. So if you know, I'm nursing him or pumping, I was working full time. You know, then they're not, that's just the baby. I still had the older baby. Um, so it was just a lot, you know what I mean? So I found myself just doing for everyone and not having a, the support system that I needed. Now, I can't say that that made me very happy. That probably made me a little bit angry. Right. But it was because I felt like I was kind of doing everything and not, and not getting the support that I needed. Right, right. And I can see how that can be a little... Uh, frustrating, overwhelming, and and you know, get you to the point where you start to ask questions and try to c- uncover things. Now, when it, when it comes to the kids, and when it comes to Amina, when it comes to Peter being married, and all of this, and and she she was quoted as saying that she wanted all the privileges of having Peter Guns as her husband, and that included, and she said that she wanted to have a relationship with his kids, and two of those boys happen to be yours. I mean, how do you feel about the fact that she would like to have a relationship with? those boys, you know, and, and the topic of, you know, confusing the boys and saying who is, you know, Auntie Amina or, well, you know, how, how do you, what's your response to whatever, that? Yeah. Well, my response to that is, um, of, of course, the woman who doesn't have the children yet uh, could say something like that. You know what I mean? I, I attribute that to, you know, um, her youth and perhaps some, um, um, not ignorance as in dumb, but ignorance is just not just having not knowing, right. it yet. Mm-hmm. Just not knowing. So, um, so that's why I contribute that to you. So I, I get that she would want to, to see my boys. She has to understand the circumstances upon which she was brought into my life just does not allow that to happen and won't for some time. Right, 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 right. But, you know, I, I get her one. That's fine. And, you know, she has to understand that as a woman in, 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 in my house and, and wanting, you know, the man in my house, I didn't want him to marry her. You know what I mean? I didn't want him married to anyone, but he is. So I have to eat that. Right. So now she has to eat that because of the way things were handled. That's just not a possibility. Exactly. And, you know, you have to, you, it's not about being bitter or angry. It is about um, things can be done. Everything can be done in a certain way. And the one thing that even Peter agrees to is like, you know, if we were in a bad place before I made these decisions, I should have... Um, I should have done things differently. And I get that, you know, being in a relationship for long periods of time, it's difficult. It's difficult. 
and um, people's feelings change, people's attitudes change, mm -hmm. but you still have to address it just because they change and you're changing. It doesn't give you a, a way out to not address it and handle it appropriately. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, I've put too many years in here to walk away like this. We could have had a conversation. We could have said, hey, this is not working out. You know what? Let's take a break. Right. You know what I mean? Like I before, it, and, I, and I hate to go use this as an example, but this Beyonce song, and she was like, you know, if, if we if we are to be, then we're taking this too far, and that's how I feel. Like if we are to be, and if we are to continue, then we took the the negative way too far, and now it has got us here. Wow. Because it's common knowledge that people who are in relationships for long time, long periods of time. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they make, they fall in and out of love constantly. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on, um, right. you know, so maybe that, that like you said. And, that, and Peter, and, right. And he says all the time, why does he do love me? And I say to him, I told Peter, the, the problem is that you have to look at, at some point, you have to go beyond the words. And you have to look at my actions. So, sure, I was young and do that's what women do. And I'm sure any man you talk to this situation about, I'll tell you that his wife or this and that, and the other to him too. I mean, you have to look at my ass. So this is not a result of my feelings to you. This is a result of your feelings to me. And that is the very difficult part to, for me to accept. Right. Um, and, and I can understand that as well. And, and being in a relationship, let's say 13, 14, 15 years, um, Amina was asked the question, you know, do you fear becoming like or or being the Tara in that amount of time? She said, "I'm already here." I mean, respond to that. Like, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if we can take that as a jab or as like, okay, well, Peter's doing his well, thing. What he did. I didn't take it as a jab. I took it as on on some level, you know. Um, the thing about women is we always have to learn the lesson. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't matter if we have to learn the lesson when we get older, when we get younger. We have to learn the lesson. And we all ultimately get to the lesson that we are supposed to learn. So I feel like that was her uh, uh, getting closer to the lesson that she is to learn about life and women and how this all happened. And, you know, uh, for a man to go to you and say, well, I was unhappy. You know what I mean? So what do you do when he tells you he's unhappy? Is it okay for him to go and cheat and him to go and do things? Or do you say, no, let's work it out? Right. You know, she would say, hey, no, don't, don't do that. Let's work it out if you're unhappy. What can I do? Right. So, um... I think that she's saying that because, you know, she's seen a side of him that she had not seen. And the one thing, if a man has an outlet, the one thing that he doesn't want the outlet to see is anything but good because he wants her to continue to be the outlet. And, 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 and whatever he has to do, I feel, to create that outlet so that things are constantly copacetic and chilled there, right. you know what I mean, he's going to do. Right. So um, I believe that, you know, through seeing some of the things that I was going through, perhaps she was able to understand and say, hey, you know what I mean? I, I'm also experiencing some of those things, and I haven't done anything, and I don't know why I'm experiencing these things. Right, right. And, so um, I didn't take it as a jab at all. I took it as, um, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't dislike Amina. You know, I say all the time, I do think she's talented. Um, um, and you have to understand, so to know someone for so many, for a long time, or know of them, and never have a bad feeling about them, and then all of a sudden you have a bad feeling about them. It's, it's, it doesn't make me happy. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you, you begin to tell this person, like, you're not in competition with me. You know what I mean? You're in competition with yourself. But I think sometimes that's how I feel the energy toward her, is that she's, there's, like, some type of competition to show the other who she is in his life. And I'm just like, no, I've let go. There's no competition. Yeah. You know? Right. My relationship or lack of with Peter Hedden is not based around you in any way. 
you know, this situation has gone too far, whether it was you or someone else. Now I have to step back and take care of myself. Right. And I have to say that there was a little, when I was watching, um, I, the, I'm not sure exactly which episode was it, it was during the season, but there was a scene where um, in the studio, Amina, it was you, Amina, and Peter, and you and you guys got into kind of a you know a minor ar- heated argument or discussion, and then you walked out, and you made a statement as you left, as far as what you're doing, uh, you know, what you <laughs> like, like right. there was a little confusion, like is she letting go or is she still throwing it out there that you know? Well, they, you know, you you have to no, okay. In saying that, you know, you have to understand that well, while we were filming, a lot of these things were still extremely new. It wasn't like there had been a, lots of times that had passed, you know. Um, so here I am in love with this man that I just found out is married. So, I I mean, I can't say I let go cold turkey, you right, know. Right, I mean, right. that's 13 years. So, yeah. um, And so when I originally arrived that day to the studio, it was all in, I had, uh, had the conversation with Kay Michelle, and it was, you know what, listen to what she has to say. And that was the first time I was like, you know what, you're right. I never thought to listen to what she had to say. Because, you know, after the wedding and the blow and all of that, I never thought to do that. So I was like, you know what, you're right. Let me listen to what she has to say so that I can hear and not be angry. Right. And that was my intention that day. But it seemed to me, because Peter was there, she had a set of, Bigger cojones that day, I guess. She felt a little bit more secure in having the conversation. So that's why it ended up there, because I I said to her, I said, listen, we're going to get to you. You and I are having this conversation. We're going to move on to you. Like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm not just trying to fight about our past. But, you know, there are a lot of things that have to be revealed here. And this as a woman, relate to me. You know, can you imagine, Amina, being with a man for this long and he randomly, you know, on national TV finding out that he's married? Just... Well, one second, relate to me as a woman, and then you could understand right. where, you know, I'm coming from. And the fact that you even felt that that was your place to tell me. Right. And speaking of that particular situation, that, that segues into the other um, situation where it seemed as though you wanted to sit down. You came in with Rich Dollars and the young lady that was there, um, and then Amina was there. It was like, hmm, I want to see how, how long Tara's going to hold her cool when this, I can tell the conversation was getting even more and more escalated then finally the ultimate happens she pulls out the license and then you went off talk about that your thoughts in that moment because leading up to that particular moment you kept your cool you were very articulate you were vis- visibly upset you know what i'm saying getting irritated but you kept your cool until the moment where it was like oh this is official she has the same she has panky as her last name i'm gonna go you know and then you Snapped. Talk about that particular um, moment where you. You know, I wish I could talk about cool. that moment in, in 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 depth because I, but I don't remember that moment. I, I oh, completely, okay. and that's the one thing that people don't understand is that I completely blocked out in that moment. I don't remember when I go back and I look at that scene. I don't remember anything of it other than me picking up the ID. And once I picked up the ID, that's as far as I can remember. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, it was um, it was something that was understandable. <laughs> like your your the aggression and the the reaction that you showed was very understandable in that situation because the way that it happened, it was not. It seemed like it was a little off kilter as far as the way that it was presented. And Rich Dollars and um, he was looking down like, oh, here we go, it's about to jump off. You know what I'm saying? And it was. And, and I mean, because I don't I don't think anyone knew and and um, you know uh, uh how that was going to turn out. But but on top of that, it was just the way just. It's just the way it's handled. Like, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's like one of those moments where, okay, at some moment you have to say to yourself, like, something's not right here. 
And, okay, so the information that I have to deliver is obviously important because I have this ID in my bra. So this woman has no idea, you know what I mean? Right, right. I have this in my bra, so this must be the, the um, you know, what we're here for. You know, so you have to, at some point, just as a person, you have to use a, a better judgment. But, if, you know, I, that thing would could have ended up differently, I guess, if she had, um, I guess in that moment she was like, well, I'm his wife and I can do and say whatever I want. And I'm sitting here and it's still unbeknownst to me that that's even going on. So it's like, what are you talking about? Right, right. You, and but, you, um, I mean. I mean, you were still saying. It's not you know, a moment put, I'm proud of. I don't, yeah. I don't condone violence, but I, I do have to say that, You're human. you know, um. I'm human, and that's not a scene I reg- that's not that's not something I regret because of the way it was it was presented to me. And you're coming from a more authentic place, I would say. As a viewer watching that, you have kids, and you have history, then you have this um, other young lady who's you know she's an entertainer. She's getting with someone who's who's had success in the past, and it's like I'm with him now, and she's kind of like nan 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 as opposed to being a mother. But then, but then you have to. And- and then also, not to cut you off there, it also in, in my defense is that, you know, if, if, if Peter was still living at home, you know, because everybody always says, well, how could you sleep with a man, you know, married to someone? I'm like, because he's, he still lived at home. Right. It wasn't like, you right. know, there was a marriage and a wedding and he immediately moved out and, or he moved out. It was like he, we were still functioning as a house, you know what I mean? Was he hanging out a little bit more? Absolutely. But, you know, the one thing that, that was never asked me is, you know, what is, what is, what does Peter say he's doing when he's hanging out? And I'm like, he's saying that he's working. You right. know what I mean? So who am I to question a musician working when he has, you know, perhaps, um, not in the best place? You know, as, as artists, artists feed off of when they are successful or when they are constantly creating. Right. I'm also an artist, you know? Right, so right. I get that. So I was trying to have a little bit more patience and take on you know, more of the um, the serious stuff because I felt like I was a stronger person. Right, right. And, and definitely visually, it did look like you were. Um, as we wrap up, I want to just throw uh, two more um, situations out there. When, when, when I, as far as the Nick Cannon uh, episode where, where Peter was talking to Nick Cannon and, and he advised him that, you know what, you need to choose um, and, 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 you know, ride with the young lady who's been standing by you. Um, for, well, you know, and he chose Amina over... Tara, it was it was a little shocking that that happened like that. Um, yeah, that was that was quite shocking that that, that happened like that. But you know, um, the um, whatever it is, you know, I, I just have to accept that there is something there, you know, obviously, and there's just nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And as hard as that is for me to accept, and as hard as that is for me to say, wait a minute, but we we had this amazing relationship, and it hasn't been perfect, but we had a bond, and that's what I was holding on to, you know, um. Uh, I would say that you put these deposits into a relationship, and that's all the good years when it's funny and there's no drama. You know, you're making all these deposits because you think that that person is going to remember that when you need it the most, and when you need it the most is when you were down. So um, when he needed it the most, and and, and 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 let me just say that as a woman, you know, could I have said, you know, oh, this guy wants to pay my student loans off, and he wants to take me to dinner, and he wants to do this, and he wants to do that for me, so I don't have to work so hard? I say, no, I have a family. This is my commitment. It's no shame in that. My household functions the way it functions. That's my business. Right, right. So, I, so in saying that, I'm saying that that that's the sacrifice I made. Wow. To not walk away when things were not the way they should have been. Right, right, right. 
And that's a, a testament to your, your poise and your grace and your class and your maturity as a woman to deal with that situation in the face of what we would call a little bit of adversity. Um, and, you know, keeping your children and your family as, as, at the front forefront of your thoughts and the, and the moves that you make. Um, so shout out to Tara for that. And as we wrap up, shout Thank out to you. shout out to Sam Ash. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Ash. Shout out to Sam Ash. That's one of my Sam favorite Ash stores. Is, I could walk into Sam Ash to this day, and I still have a Sam Ash family. I love Sam Ash. I love everybody who works with Sam Ash. Um, I mean, from I mean, just so many people. And and to this day, you know, one of the old managers, Mark Wasserman. Every time Girl Scout season is in, I'm like, I have to find Mark's email. I my Girl Scout cookies. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I'm sure his daughters are much older now, but. You know, Sam Ash was like where, you know, it's like my home. And, and I didn't know anything about recording, pro audio, keyboards, DJs. I didn't know anything about any of it. But I worked there for like three years. And um, I met so many people there. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, give me one comment on what I'm about to say. Dirty feet. What did you say? Dirty feet. Wash them. <laughs> And everybody, yeah, everybody knows about that episode. And I and I feel Peter. You know what I'm saying? You in the backyard? You playing with your kids? They capturing the the footage live on TV. You can't. You don't have time to go wash up. Just hit. You know, say record and it's on. So shout out to the dirty feet, man. But um, you know, shout out to the dirty feet. It's funny. <laughs> no, I have to always say. You know, I, I always feel the need to to take up for Peter in this situation. Peter's like one of the cleanest guys I know. Right, right, right. Um, and so I'm just like, you know what? The one thing that you definitely hone and and take pride in. And you just let it go to waste because you didn't listen to me in that one moment. <laughs> it's like I'm a. It's like you have to think back to your mother. Has your mother ever guided you wrong? No. So I'm like, right. listen to me. I'd never guide you wrong. No matter what the situation is, I would never guide you wrong. You'd have to get there on your own. So if I tell you to wash your feet, and he's like, you know what? I should have listened. I'm like, well, <laughs> now you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, as we wrap up, just give you know um, the the listeners out here in the ATL on this snowy afternoon that's about to that's been heated up. You know, since we've been on the line, you know, a lot of the snow has melted because we've been on this line with this such a hot interview. Um, you know, just shout out you know your, your Twitter and you know places that people can find you and if you're making any appearances or anything of that nature. Listen, first of all, I'm so angry with the, with Atlanta right now. I haven't had one appearance in Atlanta. I, I'm starting to feel some kind of way. I'm a Southern Belle. I'm like one of the few girls on the show in New York that's a Southern Belle. And, and no, one college, university, I went to an HBCU. No one. All right. Well, you know what? Remember the name? They called me as of yet for Atlanta, so I need Atlanta to get on their job. We're going to jump on it. And remember and, the name DJ360. We're going to make that happen. Yes. And then also, you know, you can, I got my blue check yesterday, so I'm official now, I guess. Everybody keeps asking me. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I don't know when, when the blue check comes. I don't know how to get the blue check. Right. I never even thought about the blue check. But um, it's Tara Nasha W. Um, people think that uh, Tara, my name is pronounced Tara Nasha, but it's just Tara Nasha and my first initial of, of my last name, W. Okay. So Tara Nasha W. All right, cool. On Twitter and, and Instagram. And shout out to Tara, not Tara, Tara Wallace. I'm, I'm, I'm up here stuttering, but um, shout out to you. Thank you again for coming through and stand, hanging out with the 360 Mix Show. Um, and and like I said, look look forward to coming to the ATL. I'm gonna try to make some calls to see if we can get you down here, make some appearances at some of these colleges and clubs and things of that nature. I see you doing it big on the on the club scene, making appearances here and there. Keep doing your thing. We support you in the ATL. Even though even though you haven't gotten down here yet to make appearance, we still support you and we look forward to you getting out Thank here. Thank you. And we look and um we look forward to you doing big things. I, I understand that you are you know having a part in the play with um um coming up. But anyway. 
it may be inaccurate information. Yes, caught up and confused. Yeah, um, caught up and confused. Um, that's March 14th, 15th, and that is in Detroit. So I'm, I'm so excited about that. I love Detroit anyway. Detroit was my very first speaking competition. So to go back and do my first big play in Detroit, like, I, I can't even wait to like talk about that and even write about that, by the way. Right, right, right. I will right, we'll be looking out for that. And once again, this is DJ 360 on the 360 Mix Show, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Sitting down with Tara Wallace, loving hip-hop is going down. Peace. <laughs>